Hello and welcome back to the metaverse. Thank you for sticking with us this long and also we'll be posting more content in the coming weeks. Hopefully we'll try and get a podcast out every two two to three weeks. I want to do two a month minimum and uh, yeah that's my goal. We have a whole bunch of them recorded. We just haven't really got to the editing because we're having some audio level issues but we're getting back on track now so please enjoy this podcast and let us know how you liked it we're back in the metaverse and uh me me and nathan again in the quarantine um so let's start off like we always start off with how how was your week like how you been since the last time yeah week's been good i think since the last time uh, I've got a job now working casual at the Salvation Army, uh, a homeless shelter there. And so I've had a few shifts since then, which has been interesting. Um, you know, it has to stay open during the quarantine for various reasons, but they're trying to adapt, do as much social distancing as possible. They're not doing community meals and stuff like that. So just people who are registered there are uh, kind of the ones allowed inside and whatnot. So that's been uh, nice getting to know that. I've also been working on some of my side projects, uh, um, music, playing the guitar and drums. And I, I kind of started revisiting this novel I've been writing. So I've been adding to that, kind of going through all my notebooks and, and uh, having that kind of just on the screen ready to go so anytime I get an hour or something I can sit down and just start throwing uh, some ideas down on paper mm-hmm. and uh, and that's been really good kind of just keeping my mind busy okay um, yeah what about you I've been trying to look for ways to be productive which is kind of what the topic is today um, what should you do to be productive in quarantine and I kind of make a, I made a list of it, and uh, I wanted to go over and elaborate on every single discussion that we can have. Um, and uh, yeah, like I I was really interested in starting making music again because um, well I never made it in the first place, but I would like to try to make music. Um, I've been looking at online courses, so that would be one of the first things i want to talk about is like online courses making music um uh, i'm not sponsored by any of the companies i'm about to mention but there are a few different online courses you can take like Masterclass or or udemy or skillshare those are just a few of them hopefully hopefully they can listen to this podcast and sponsor me just kidding but <laughs> that would be awesome I w- i'm actually considering getting a Masterclass um membership so and if you get a masterclass membership, the person who signs up gets to share that with one other person, which is cool. So it's like you can either you can actually split the price if you wanted to. Yeah, but, man. Um, now is the time to sign up for an online course, right? Like yeah. if you haven't done so already. Um, I feel like a lot of people are um, seeing this quarantine as an advantage to just uh 
not be productive at all and um and just relax and and have the opportunity to say well i'm staying home like i'm doing my part and it's like well uh, we do need rest we need to um we need to create an environment that's uh minimal stress but stress for me has always been um a motivator and uh and times like this are times like these are great opportunities to uh pursue something or to uh engage in something that we've wanted to do before but uh just didn't have, didn't have enough time. time or the resources and the internet is a you know for all its faults that i've always been very hesitant about for all its faults there's a lot of good that can be done and these online courses are, are a great opportunity to sign up um i think a lot of us can get down with stress like stress can be uh something that we avoid or um or something that takes us away from the responsibilities we have but for me there's there's got to be a balance like we have to push ourselves to better ourselves and if we're not if if we don't take this opportunity right now that we have to try to pursue something that we want or to at least try to think about what we want or what we want to pursue if we don't take that opportunity somebody else is and yeah and we're just going to become stagnant and you know as we've talked about society and and families and boiling it down to the individual we really do need to push ourselves to be better uh or otherwise even stagnation it, it only makes us worse overall and um i i do fear a lot of people are going to come out of this not uh not in that mindset uh, of becoming better and that if we as a society are just okay with people sitting at home and and not pursuing uh a, a better life for themselves then the coming out we're going to be worse off than we were going in like that's just my fear i do hope and i do think that people are are going to take this opportunity to pursue their goals. Um so that's what we're kind of talking about today how how we can pursue our goals or kind of focus on how to better ourselves during a time that it seems uh there aren't a lot of options to do that or um or we're being uh we're being allowed to not have to do those things right where yeah. there's this uh, mentality of oh it's okay just sit around and play video games all day you're doing your part in this uh covid but i don't think anybody's think, really like thinking well, that been, way i've though. been seeing stuff like that i've been seeing a lot of um this mentality of of it's it's good if you just sit around and um i i mean there's always mixed signals and and what not but uh anyways we're going to discuss those things we're going to talk about how one could become more productive um i have i have quite a bit going on right now in that realm of product productivity i've got a lot of projects i want to do we're going to talk about um online courses and stuff i'm taking part of one uh, we're going to talk about 
uh, music and and how uh, that is uh, almost this universal love that we have. I, I can't think of somebody who doesn't like a type of music. And yeah. you you should go into uh, how you've been thinking about what you want to do with music. Yeah. So I I have a like I have a love for electronic music and uh, um I have I had a well I have a DJ controller for uh, it's called the P32 DJ and it's um it's for DJing and you could also do MIDI 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 is like little button presses of like uh samples yeah. so in you can do production with it as well so you can produce and mix or do both um and I'm just learning how to use it cuz it's 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 not an easy thing to learn like I think any type of music takes there's a learning curve right so yeah um I think they say like to become even not even proficient but to become like decent at any instrument or 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 a dj tool or something like that it's something like you have to put in ten thousand hours or something like that to be like actually because music is so complicated and um, i wouldn't even put a number on it i just say like no i know that's (laughs) that's just like uh it's like a saying it's 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 more of this idea of um of understanding the type of commitment you need to make if you really are serious about becoming good at an instrument or something like you do um, to become proficient at an instrument you can't you can't just you know pick up a guitar for an hour and then next week do it again like you really have to make it consistent has to be scheduled has to be like a goal it can't just be uh a willy-nilly type thing because you're you're not going to become good if you don't put the effort in it's kind of yeah. that's kind of the way it is with everything right but music is especially it's, complicated i think it's harder when um not 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 age but like when you um age doesn't matter um when you don't have enough like you don't have another person that has the same interest i think like when you're just doing it by yourself and you don't have anybody like to like be like oh do you have any pointers on like how to do this how to do that or you don't even have a mentor or a teacher how to teach you this is where i turn to the online courses because maybe they're not one-on-one courses they're not teaching me directly those are kind of expensive but um the 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 courses that have pre-recorded video like on youtube the resources are not as good compared to like those paid courses because they go more into depth of what you're trying to learn and like they might more have a more similar um like device that you're using or you know um and it just makes it more more user friendly i guess yeah i think i think the online stuff is good for what it is now and kind of getting uh into a rhythm and a routine but like you say like you need somebody who's also uh, a part of this with you. Um, I kind of think of it like, like going to the gym, you know, I've, I've gone to the gym my whole life through the sports I've done and whatnot. And, um, I've always really needed like a gym buddy. So on those days where you just have no motivation, it's the same with music, right? There's going to be days Mm -hmm. where you just feel so drained 
um, where you don't want to do it. If you don't have somebody pushing you on those days to go do it, um, then you won't progress the way you want to. It's always about putting in the effort and uh, pushing past our own comfortability in that sense. And, and then it reverses, right? Like on the days that I want to go to the gym, I'll push my buddy who, yeah, no, I'm yeah. not feeling it today. And it's like, no, like you kind of grab him by the scruff of his neck. Like, no, we're going like, this is, this is, this is the only way we're going to uh, progress. I have a I friend. It's the same thing with music. It's yeah, the same ahead. thing. It's oh, oh, before I want to get it. I mean, I have to agree with the gym part, but like, even with the podcast, like we're kind of yeah. pushing each other to do this podcast. So yeah. I think that's helping. And we were also going to planning, we were planning on going to the gym together, but then that got kind of yeah. got canceled due to quarantine and stuff. And, um, but yeah. yeah, no gyms. I said that right away when, when everything happened with the quarantine before, before gyms were shut down, I stopped going because I said, if, if there's going to be anywhere <laughs> that, uh, germs get exchanged, it's the gym, like picking yeah. up weights after each other, just sweating profusely and stuff like that. Like that is a hub for germs for sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I really don't even like the gym. Like I've never been a big fan of the gym. Hmm. Um, I've always gone for, you know, health reasons and for sports and stuff to excel myself. But, um, I think I people know. who are who have their own home gym are laughing right now. They're like, "Oh my yeah. god, this is so much better." <laughs> the guy who lives above me, he's like a a total gym nut. Um, we t we'll talk about the gym sometimes, and he goes like, uh, he he laughed at me when I talked about when I started going back to the gym. He's like, "Oh yeah, how often are you going?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm you know I'm minimum two days a week, but I'm trying to go for three, like maybe four on a good week." And he's laughing. Yeah. He's like. He's like, for me, it's five, six days a week, every week, like no matter what. And, yeah, but you uh, have to start somewhere, happened, right? Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, like uh, even like I'm not, I don't want a life of like a bodybuilder. Like yeah. the, going to the gym isn't, uh, it. I'm not making it like a, uh, like a life routine for me. It's more of just, uh, I want to do it at, like casually. Yeah, casually. It's not it's not my life. But he anyways, he came home a few weeks back with a bunch of equipment because he's like, yeah, I got I need to create a home gym or else like, yeah, I, I do feel for people who are like him, who like their life revolves around the gym. Um, a lot of people that that is their life, like it's their social support. It's uh, what makes them feel good. And it certainly does make you feel good. Like I, I, yeah. I don't necessarily like going to the gym, but I do like coming home from the gym. I do feel way better after. Um, and it is nice getting out of the house and focusing your mind on something. I, for me, um, physical exertion has never been really a problem. It's almost a, it's a, um, a way out of the, the mind struggles I have, you know, to focus mm -hmm. on and push your body to limits is to kind of forget the uh, mental and emotional torment that life consistently throws upon you, right? Just kind of like an escape, I guess you could say. Yeah, I wanted to mention, because it's just, I have to say this, your your sweater is, I love the color and I love the sweater. It looks, it yeah. looks good. Thanks, it's... Uh, <laughs> Black Mountain Ranch. It's a 
uh, horse club thing that my kid's been a part of. I ah, nice. I don't ride horses at all, but she's like horse obsessed. That's I would been love a struggle to too. She, she can't do her horseback riding. She, um, for the last year, she's been doing every Monday horseback riding, uh, and uh, like English style, so it's very like structured and. Yeah. Um, and she's great. Like she's doing jumps and, and cantering and all these different types of uh, horse riding terminology that I had no idea about. I would love to be able to ride a horse, but again, commitment, time, um, you know, setting priorities. What what are our priorities and and how do we focus on them? For her, it's animals, and she loves horses and horseback riding. So she has made. Uh, the effort to consistently do that every Monday, um, rain or shine kind of thing. Uh, she doesn't, you know, some days she doesn't necessarily want to go, but that's part of the commitment level. She yeah. she doesn't necessarily want to go today, but she wants to be a better rider in the future, right? So <laughs> um, it's the same thing with the gym. Often I don't want to go, but I want to be better tomorrow. And so it's about making these small sacrifices. Uh, yeah i guess i guess that's the same thing with music it's a well sacrifice i'm in, of our time i'm impressed of how uh dedicated she is already like just to do that yeah. so that's pretty good yeah i think uh like when i was a kid i was super dedicated to sports and stuff but a lot of that came from my dad like i didn't want to go to practice every day i didn't want to go to the gym all the time like i was in pretty high level sports and so um every day was something and breaks like the periods of of in between seasons my dad like he pretty much forced me to the gym or forced me to go for a run and stuff and um and maybe like maybe not forced but uh, i sought his approval all the time uh you know i really respected my dad and so it bothered me if he thought i wasn't being productive enough and i hope i'm not really passing that on to my kid like hoping but not hoping because at the same time during those during that push I wasn't exactly happy about it but I wouldn't become I wouldn't have become the man I am today without that push you know like it's this idea I think of it's better to be pushed to be. yeah exactly and, it's and better to be see it, yeah. a lot of people see it as like uh you know well we should you know just encourage the kids to do what they want and stuff but kids do need to push and even us as adults we're we're kids just bigger and we do need a uh, uh, push from people we respect right and and maybe we could even discuss how we push and motivate each other uh to do better and i think it needs to be positive uh we need to look at further thinking and how and relate it to goals right like especially with children it's like, well, you want to be good at this, right? Yeah. Well, then you got to put the effort in now. Like, this is this is how we're going to do it. And I'm going to support you. Like, we need to support each other, encourage each other through these things. Does Not she like, write like a journal or like a planner? Or does she do any of that? I encourage her to. She doesn't often. Um, sometimes I tell her like, so for discipline for me, if she's acting up, I hardly ever have to discipline her. Um, she really, she really does respect me and listens to what I say. Um, but when she goes with her mom, she's kind of a different person. Uh, I think that's the case with a lot of 
girls and their moms. There's a period of time where there's uh, a tension between the two. And she's getting to that now, she's 11. And so um, we split, we have split custody. So I have her certain days, I'm picking her up soon in a couple hours. And sometimes her mom will text me and say like, you know, Leah did this and stuff, like she's grounded and whatnot. And usually part of grounding, like when I bring her here is like no tech, like no technology, put your phone away. I don't like that she even has a phone. Her mom got it for her. Um, I, I'm not into children having this yeah. available technology right at their fingertips, but my, my punishment always has to do with journaling. Like, I, I don't want to make that a punishment. Um, like I, and I hope she doesn't eventually associate journaling with like, I'm in trouble. But mm -hmm. to me, it's this idea of like, uh, well, I want you to kind of consider why you, why what you did was wrong, why you hurt your mom's feelings or whatever. Try to write down what's going on in your head because she's 11 and, and kids, you know, they'll act out and they don't really understand why. They don't understand their emotions like adults don't either, right? And so I'm hoping that through that journaling process, she can kind of get to know herself better, try to understand why she acts the way she does. Yeah. Um, so I always encourage her to journal, but she doesn't really do it on her own. If, if she has her way, it's uh, like playing games, watching TV, like, you know, your typical kid stuff. Yeah. Um, just like I was. I, I I wasn't journaling as a child. If if I had to do something productive, it was because my dad pushed me to do it. If I had my way, I'd sit around and play Nintendo all day when I was a kid. Like that's what I wanted to do all the time. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad I didn't though. I'm glad I had somebody to push me. And I think we could discuss that. How I do think, you know, growing up and, and seeing these these kids get older. I think parents are more reluctant to push their children. They're afraid of like, I don't know, uh, killing their spirit or, or they're just even afraid of the conflict that might come from that, the, the idea of pushing a kid or getting pushed back. Um, and, but I do think, I, I do see less of that around today. It's more about this, well, people are free to be who they wanna be. It's like, yeah, that's good to a point, but everybody needs a, a nudge and encouragement um a push to better themselves especially children I mean what do they know they don't know the world yet like they don't know how hard life can be and how much hard work is necessary to survive and yeah. if you don't start them young then you don't really create a good base for them and then all these kids are going to turn 18 19 um they're and I think that's uh, a contribution to the rise in drug addiction and homelessness and suicide rates and stuff is that we're not preparing uh, the next generation for, um, for what life really is. And it's a lot of hard work. Uh, does she, has she ever made a vision board or have you ever made a vision board? Nope. Do you know what it is? Mm, I can imagine what it is, but I don't know what it is. Okay. So like pretty much like you, you have dreams, just like making mm -hmm. a goal. You have goals, say like, the basic goals like house, car, right. um, maybe dream vacation, whatever you want to go to. And you can either do this with magazines or you can do this with the internet and you print out your dream house, your dream everything. And you all put it on a collage photo and you'd be like, this is where I see myself in 
this many years. So mm-hmm. like, you'd be like, I want that house. I want this place. I want that car, whatever. And like, it could be even like, I want a relationship with a girl who looks like this, whatever. Right. Like yeah, just whatever yeah. your, what your you fantasy yeah. is. Um, and I, even in the book, the secret, the movie, I think they were explaining like this guy had a vision board and the next thing you know, he, he owned that house. Mm. It was so it was so cool how he did it. Like, and like also Jim Carrey, he, what he did, I, I've been doing this myself was I would take this fake bill because I remember getting like a fake bill one time from a magician. It would look really real. It was a fake million dollar bill. And I would put it in my wallet every day. Like I would have it always have it with me on my wallet. And be like one, like I have a goal. Like I'm going to make this much money in this, this amount, of, amount, of, amount of time. But the thing, it deteriorated before I had a chance to, you know, keep it <laughs> in my wallet. So, um, uh, well, but, you're big on this idea of like imagining what you want and how that helps us get what we want. Yes, because for example, like did they always get you in this trap of test driving a car when you go to a vehicle and you like yeah. test drive a vehicle out. Next thing you know, you own the vehicle, not because you want it, not because you wanted it in the first place, but because you want it because you like you like the experience of it. Okay, mm-hmm. this also works with winning a house. I'll tell you how this happens. When people have a, the opportunity to go and view a house, like you know how you go to the Peony Primes home and you're like you do the you you do the viewing, right? And the people who buy tickets who don't do the viewing, in my opinion, they don't have the experience of feeling how good it is to be in that house, which lowers mm. their chances of winning, in my opinion. Mm. It doesn't mm. there's no scientific proof behind this. But I think right. like um going to a viewing or doing a test drive, a vehicle that you're like, you bought a ticket, like, so you like test drive a Tesla and you enter the competition to win the Tesla and you win the Tesla. You're like, wow, that's amazing. I just test drive this last week. Just like synchronicity happening. Like just like anyway, but vision boards, like Jim Carrey did this. He put 10,000, $10 million fake check for himself in his wallet. He said, I'm going to make this so much money doing acting. Next thing he does is do the dumb and dumber movie. And he made ten yeah. million dollars on that movie. It was on Oprah when um he was sh- he was telling this story. Very interesting how he did it. And like, it was it's funny because I would go into restaurants and be like, give change for a million. <laughs> They'll be like, you're joking, right? I'm like, no, I have it right here. <laughs> well, I think uh like, I think whether there's something going on out there that has the influence for that, um, I think it whether that's true or not the the fact that if we have our mindset that we're going to accomplish something we're much more likely to accomplish it right and it's um, it's not just it's not just the the mindset but the feeling like if you if you experienced it already if you had a taste of that experience you'd be like i feel so good if i have this and you mm-hmm. just you have to get on that level of feeling it's all about the it's that vibrational level because if you're if you're in the state of depression, be like, I would be so much better if I had this. I would be so much better if I had that. But you never had that, that that just taste of it. You don't even know what yeah. it tastes like. Yeah, you don't know. So if would that, you really be better? Good. Yeah. Would you really be better? <laughs> I mean, you probably yeah. would be, but you don't even know how to feel that way. You know. Hmm. So that 
that does worry me though about this idea of like wanting something that we don't even have an, a, a good understanding of right like I'm I'm just worried that that no matter what people aren't happy and so they're just looking for that next thing right and um and often that next thing doesn't make you happy right like yeah. maybe it does in the time maybe it does at the at the very beginning of it but i think um we need to have a goal we need to have direction um and it's about living a life of direction like finding the meaning in that life of seeking betterment not not about attaining things right you know what yes. i mean by that like yeah i think we need to get away from the idea of attaining things and when we have these vision boards that you're kind of talking about which is a, a very interesting perspective but it doesn't have to be a vision board of material items it could be a vision yeah. board of feelings too like i want to be content i want to be humble right so like Maybe all I need is you could put even put words there. Be like, I want to be grateful for everything I have. I want to have love. I want to have compassion. Like there's this app called The Secret of Secret to Money, and it's a very very powerful app. I highly suggest you get it. It does cost money. It's like a buck or something, maybe two dollars, maybe even five bucks. I don't know. Anyway, it's what it does is it puts you into the it puts you into the law of attraction of attracting by playing with fake money so like what you're doing is they'll give you a fake check every single day if you spend it you have to, it's kind of like that movie um have you ever seen the movie something million dollar buck what's his name i forgot the name of the movie uncle bucks million dollars something like that 100 million dollars anyway i i forgot the name of the movie but um this guy he he's like a multi-millionaire he gives this random guy who, he lo- kind of looks like Steve Harvey. I thought he was he was in the movie, but it wasn't. Anyway, he gives this random guy like I don't know if he's related to him or anything. He's like, I'm gonna I have gonna give you my inheritance of, say it's like, five hundred million dollars. But your what your goal is is to I'm gonna give you a hundred million dollars right now, but you have to spend every single penny of it by this amount of time, and if you have one cent on you, you don't get anything. Um. So you have to spend a hundred million dollars to get the 500 million or you can just keep the 100 million but he went for the 500 million but he went, but the thing was the thing in the movie was every single day he would be spending money but randomly he would be making more oh, because huh. like he'd be investing in things randomly that he wouldn't even realize he was investing in yeah and then be like he for example he'll like he'll go to he'll buy a place a condo right and then and then he'll tip the butler and the butler will end up giving the money back or something like that or it's just weird and then like he invested in stocks he's like oh just blow my money on stocks and then he'd be like oh guess what we just made you this many million dollars in your stocks in your in your uh, dividends right and he'd be yeah. like no 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 give, give it away give it away and then like one time there he was running he got into politics because um he didn't like the other voter the people in the, running for for president or whatever or whatever it was like mayor and he's like, don't vote for me. Everybody, I want you to vote for, for, for nobody. So he said, I'm running, so you vote for nobody. And then I forgot what they happened. I don't think anybody actually did because he said, like, I'll buy you all alcohol 
if you don't vote for me. So like he's like, drinks on me. And um, nobody voted for him. I don't think. I'm not going to spoil so, the whole movie, but. So are you trying to say like in the process of these things? Like, I, I don't know. I'm trying to relate what you mean, what you're trying to get at. Okay, so like with the app, with the app, right? Like you're supposed to spend this much money and you can do whatever you want with it, right? There's easy there's even a donation option. So like you can fakely donate or like you're supposed to what you're supposed to really do is write down all the things you actually did in your day. Mm-hmm. Right? And the things that you need to buy, you just say, Okay, I bought three hundred dollars worth of groceries and so you only spend hundred fifty in your real in your real day, right? But you're like, I bought three hundred dollars worth of groceries. I bought a laptop for three three thousand dollars or two thousand dollars or whatever. So you bought like a really nice computer, right? And um, like things that you wanted to buy with your money that you don't actually have, and then the next day you get another check, and then see. Mm-hmm. But your what your goal is is you're in the beginning you're supposed to write down six things that you want that you really want. And you're you're trying to make enough money to buy these six things that you really want, but the th- that my trick was that even if I made my money, I still couldn't buy it because the things that I wrote down before before I changed it now, but I put love, acceptance, gratitude. Like you can't buy these things, right? No. And it's not like I don't have them already, right? But I want more of it. But I'm yeah. getting this. I'm getting. It's interesting how I did it this way. I did. You can I buy think a fake way. version of it. Exactly. Well, well yeah. I, if you could buy a fake version of everything, kind of right? Yeah. But um, um, what I wanted to say was that the app is very powerful and it worked because yeah, I, I, I've, that I've, very I, interesting. I've used, I've yeah. used. Um, I was actually, at, I was at the border because I had to do something. I'm not going to talk about it, but um, and the app was going off and pinging and pinging and pinging, and I was like, oh. And I was I was, I made made money that day, and um, yeah, <laughs> I was gonna get into a story, but I was like, it's probably not a good idea to talk about. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> gotta keep your privacy. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's that's good. Like anything that anything that kind of reveals to ourselves what we want or how to get what we want, even if it's a a virtual tool. Um, yeah, I think it's that mindset. And I think it's about what we do in between, right? Like having the mindset of pursuing a goal or attaining to something um, really affects the choices we make uh, unconsciously, right? How we go about our day and um, and our own mental and emotional well-being. Yeah. Uh, I think we need... We need things to pursue. We can't just sit around and be content with nothing. I, I mean, that's me. I've never been that way. I, I find a, a good day for me is a productive day. And, um, and if I had a rough day and just couldn't get anything done and, you know, I go to bed and the house is a mess and I've got homework or work that's been sitting and that needs to be done or, or tasks to do, but just, just couldn't physically or mentally like put my mind to it. 
um, I go to bed not as happy as I should be. Right? Yeah, and so, I like I think like whenever I wake up really late in the day, I feel like I wasted so much time. Mm. And like I like I don't wake up very early usually. I wake up pretty late, like ten o'clock, eleven o'clock. But like if I wake up past twelve, I'm like, oh my god, what what did I do? What did I do? And if I have it, if I even if I slept like I slept early than the day before, and I work wake up late, oh that's even worse, you know. So well, I think we need like you know I I think sometimes I'm harder on myself than I should be. I think that those times are okay. Like I do really value rest, and um, and I do think that sometimes we can overburden ourselves with projects and stuff. So I'm, I'm always trying to find this balance between like pushing and resting. And, um, and I think in either, if you go too extreme on either side, that, um, you know, if you, if you have too many things going on, you're going to burn out. And if you don't have enough going on, you're going to sit around and watch your life, you know, just pass, pass by. by. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so it's finding this balance. Uh, and, I don't know the things in between. I always try to think about the things in between, right? Like just, you know, every little thing that we do and the unconscious mind, like how, how these goals and, uh, and, you know, strategies and stuff, how that plays out as right now, as we're interacting in conversation or yeah. when I take my dog for a walk and, or when I go to the grocery store or something, how I interact with everybody comes down to, how i uh how i pursue my life goals yeah i think really the best things in life are free like you know i quote i don't know who said it but i really think i believe that like mm -hmm. I, I like the things that are materialistic or out of reach for people like the thinking that that's gonna solve their problems like i'm in a lot of law of attraction groups on facebook and a lot yeah. of the posts are like affirm this and you'll be a millionaire or whatever i'm like yeah. what if what if that's not really gonna help you like yeah you'll be out of debt maybe yeah that's gonna take a lot of stress off your back but like is that really what you want because like what you want is less stress maybe happiness right look for that and then maybe you'll get your million dollars that you want but like more gotta, money more problems that's what more they say. yeah more money more problems right I yeah think, i think the problem is if we're gonna if we're pushing to attain to material things, we're just never going to be satisfied. Like, uh, if you're pushing for a million dollars, you're going to get that million dollars, and then, and then you're it's going to be the gone. Next million. <laughs> and it just continues, and and you'll never be satisfied, right? And so, I think we need to find this balance of what we want uh, outside of material possessions, of course, like the things that we want, and more how that's going to dictate the traject trajectory of how we go about that, right? And um, and if, if, if we're not happy, unless we get to where we wanna go, then mm -hmm. you're never gonna be happy. Because once you get there, uh, if the whole thing, if the whole process was garbage, yeah. then, then getting it is gonna be garbage too. And exactly. then you're just gonna look for the next thing and it's just a, a cycle. What, um, one of the entrepreneurs that I listened to he always says, like, if you want to start a business, the first thing you got to do, like, I don't know if, like, maybe it's one of the, one of the things, like, first you got to get the mindset of, like, what you want to do, number yeah. two, and then, like, and then number two is you have to develop a high-income skill. So, like, 
he'll always say this. He'd be like, don't start a business because you want to start a business because it's always going to, most of the time it's going to fail. Like you could be the best business person, but you have no skills and being a business person is not good enough skill. You have to have a, some type of skill. Like you can be an art artist. You can be a, you could be a mechanic. You can be a whatever, right? You can be anything. But if you don't have the skill, like any type of skill, that's going to make, he always says like, uh, he puts a number on it, but like, if you have a skill that makes you $10,000 a month, then you can start looking for business options. So that's why I'm going to do a, my skill is like maybe making music or doing inter, something internet-based, right? So um, Yeah, you're good at computers and stuff so uh, and technology. So that's a good place to start, right? Yeah. And there is a lot of money in the entertainment industry. Yeah, of so, course. So... Um, Maybe we should talk a bit about music and, and well, I mean, like so. So for me, I've I've had a huge interest in music, and um, as somebody of like I call myself a semi-professional, essentially. Like since fifteen, I've been in and out of, in and out of bands, and yeah. I've played many shows, some paid, some unpaid. Uh, but I will tell you that being a semi-professional, uh, I have always poured way more money into it than I've gotten out. Yes. Uh, and I know a lot of musicians can relate to that. Um, so for me, just as, uh, as like kind of a thought into the idea of pursuing music for monetary gains. I think that is uh, the wrong mindset and it won't happen. Like well, yeah. Well, if you're, if that's your main goal, yeah. But like, yeah, I'm looking at it as a hobby mm -hmm. and just to build my skill right now. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not looking to make money like anytime no, soon. I know. And, and but I'm, like, I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying in general, like if, 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 you're getting into a field of if, if your mindset going into music is to make money, I feel almost guaranteed you're not going to, unless you're a genius, right? Like, unless, um, uh, yeah, unless you're a genius, that's not really going to happen. Uh, the, the first, uh, the first goal in getting into music needs to be the love of music and it needs to be that, kind of in between time that I'm talking about, like pursuing the goal. If you're not enjoying the music as you're pursuing your craft, yeah. then it's all for naught. You're, it, there's no way you're going to make any money. And that's, that's the, that's the key about music too, is that um, it needs to be from a place of passion and heartfeltness and love of music. Otherwise, like, it almost can't be music if you don't love music. I think right? that goes like, with just... any type of type of hobby or craft sure. that you get into. You have to love you have to love your passion that you're getting into because if you're not passionate about it, and even if you like it a lot, but you're not just passionate about like creating or learning about it, then it's gonna yeah. be a lot of difficult. So Exactly. Um I feel that too. I mean there's there's other factors like um, I was really good at forestry, not that it was a passion of mine, but just because I worked at it eight hours a day, I became really good at it, right? I could have yeah. been better if I was passionate about it, but um, 
I do think that to become really good at something, you have to be passionate about it. It has to kind of um, take hold of your being to be really, really good, right? Um, or you're just, some people are just born talented, right? Like just, True. Uh, just sheer genetics. But for the most part, most of us, like, you know, I've been drumming since I was 15. I've been, half of my life has been cons like consistently focused on music and practicing and all that kind of stuff. But I have come to realize I am not, uh, you know, like amazing. I am pretty mediocre. I think you are. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. And so that's part of it too, though. Like I'm a bit of a perfectionist, especially with music. Music's very interesting that it's like um, that when it comes, it depends on what type of music you're involved in. But like, to me, music is about perfection almost, right? It, well, as a drummer, well, yeah. I, like, let me just explain as a drummer, like when I go for, when I do a show, it's about, it, it is so about the idea of perfection to me. It's about hitting each note at the exact time it's needed right like it's it's so in line with this idea of perfection that uh a lot of people who aren't involved in music can't even tell right like when i when i do a show i've I, like i've I, I can't tell you how many people i've played in front of and at the end of a show i can usually count the amount of mistakes i do like but the thing is in, the the like the people who are really good even when they make a mistake, the people who make a mistake and like come back from that mistake and just keep the show must go on. Yeah, if they keep right. going and they come back from it, they're they're way better than the person who didn't make in my my opinion or made the mistake and like totally like got pissed off at themselves, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, like speaking as a musician, I think every musician needs to realize they will never perform a perfect show or maybe maybe they can think of a time that they did right I can think of specific songs I've played through shows that were perfect that I did not make a mistake that, yeah and it just like makes me feel great but um even even the best musicians in the world like I've gone to so many shows and I like as a musician I can hear mistakes um I can tell when somebody missed a note or when somebody was off key and and that happens all the time because nobody's perfect right even these um professional musicians like the best ones in the world they're not perfect no. right they're they make mistakes all the time even if it's just one note slightly off or <clears throat> or not hitting the tone or range that they wanted to uh part of the characteristic of being a human is that we're not perfect and and that's what I kind of love about music is that music is kind of this realm of perfection. Like it is, especially if you like look at, um, you look at written music, right? It's here, here, like there's, it, it's about perfection, but nobody does it perfectly, right? And so there's an element of humanity in there that I love. Um, but I just came somebody, to the, I just came to the acceptance that like nothing I ever do is going to be perfect, even though like I want to improve on things. Mm -hmm. Like I want to make it as best as possible to my ability and like 
that's what it comes to like when I come think about like my own like psyche and like what I want to I want to become the best person I can be mm-hmm. the best um what is the guy Ralph Smart he says it all the time be your greatest version is what he says so I want to be my greatest version but also be realistic in it as well yeah so and so for me that's why when I'm pursuing my music my like the goal is perfection and but like I've sometimes when I make a lot of mistakes I get down right but um if I play a song and I've I've come to the point now where when I play a song and I make a mistake or two um I'm totally fine with it I I know I'm not perfect I know I'm not the greatest drummer in the world and so um if it's all about managing those small mistakes and moving forward, kind of like you say, uh, I have been, when, when I pursue new projects with people, that has always been kind of uh, something that they talk about uh, with, uh, in reference to me, is that when I do make a mistake, I can, I can get right back on track with the band right away. Like, um, be, because I think I've, come to understand that a mistake is going to be had and it's and it's no use getting bogged down by making those mistakes it's about moving forward through it and recognizing like you know you can only do the best you can but i always strive for perfection right and i think that helps me mitigate my mistakes right it helps yeah. me maintain them to if, if i get frustrated by making mistakes i'm going to make a lot less than if i'm like oh well whatever it's i'm just going to do what I'm going to do. And, oh, there's 10 mistakes, whatever. Right. It's like, no, there's 10 mistakes. I need to do better than that. Right. Like, of course, I, and of I course. can do better than that. Right. But yeah. if, if our, if our end goal is perfection, that's unrealistic. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good to attain to perfection. I think that's always kind of my mentality. Try for perfection, but don't be bogged Stressed down. over it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. You got to, you got to realize like you are who you are and uh i'm full of mistakes i'm full of um imperfection like that's just i mean all of us are we're humans even my favorite drummer danny carey like i remember my buddy um was showing me they had a few new songs that they came out with tool Mm -hmm. and like this guy's I, i can't think of a better drummer out of all the bands i've ever heard like just the the technicals like everything about it which okay. is unbelievably good and like to me he's perfect um but uh they they played this a new song live right my buddy's showing me and and they're so tight and then there's one point in the song where there was a mistake and i turned to him and i said oh did you hear that mistake and he's like oh you you heard that and i was like yeah yeah and, and um and because he he was saying how he's listened to the song like 10 times now. And it was like after anything. the sixth or seventh time that he heard the mistake, right? Yeah. And it's just a reminder of um, the fact that even professionals, the best, like he's the best drummer in the world and he made a mistake live, right? So, yeah. um, so that's always good. I always enjoy hearing mistakes from other people. Like in that realm, like a professional making mistakes, it reminds mm-hmm. me of how, nobody's perfect even those who look perfect even the ones who are like whoa like how can i ever attain to this Hmm. okay well i want to continue with things we can do with 
uh being in quarantine yeah okay uh one of the things that came up was cutting your hair which you did yeah i did how did that it looks it looks good yeah it looks okay kind of from the uh from the further back view if mm -hmm. you were to get close it's a little patchy but that's okay whatever i i was joking around that maybe patches and tufts will become the new look through this quarantine because everybody's oh, yeah. cutting their own hair um yeah what about you did you get your hair cut at all oh my mom cuts me <laughs> oh nice yeah i'm lucky I I kind of resolved to, you know, if I did a bad job, I'd just shave it all off, which I've done before. I used to shave my head all the time. Yeah. But uh, now that I'm balding, I want to kind of just, like, keep as much as I can for now. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like if I shave it, it's just not going to grow back. Mm -hmm. um, organize. Going to a barber, though. Yeah, like it does suck. I like going to. I like going. I mean, like, I have uh, hair, hair problems anyway, so I can't mm -hmm. really. I have uh, psoriasis on my on my scalp, oh. so I try to avoid going to a barber just because. Um, I don't. I don't think it's contagious, but like, uh, it's just. It's just. I don't know. I just don't want to go to a barber. Yeah, maybe even just like to avoid the conversation. Yeah, kind of. I guess. I, I I often do find being at the barbers, like, I like getting a nice haircut, but sometimes it's kind of awkward, you know, that how much do you talk with the barber kind of thing. I don't know. I like, talk, me, I like talking to them. Yeah, I I don't really, because I love, um, I love the feel of a haircut. Like, when somebody touches my hair, it feels really good to me. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I'll start relaxing in the chair. And when I know, like, probably based on this podcast, you wouldn't think I like to sit there and relax, but um, <laughs> I like to not talk often. And so I just want to enjoy the haircut. And it's like, oh, so where are you? It's kind of like the dentist. I love going to the dentist and they shove all the stuff in your mouth. And <laughs> it must be like a running joke for them, right? They always ask you questions as your mouth is full of stuff. Mm -hmm. you know, oh, 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 oh. Every time I go to the, it doesn't matter what dentist it is. They yeah. always put things in my mouth and then start asking me questions. And it's like, I just want to shake my head. Like, what's, what is going on with you guys? But it must be an inside joke of theirs, I bet. Like, if there's a, any kind of dentist union, they're all, all probably like, so what kind of questions did you ask your patients today while their mouths were full of stuff? <laughs> but anyways, I like getting my hair touched and haircuts. Feels so good. But sometimes the last thing I want to do is have a conversation with them. Mm -hmm. uh organize clean yeah, closet um i've been doing organize. a lot of organization i've been so disorganized like if you can see my uh my house in the back doesn't look um, that bad yeah it's pretty bad for me i usually keep it pretty tidy but the fact that i'm not really having people over right now my motivation has always been like if I've got a date or something or mm -hmm. if I'm having friends over to really clean up nice. And because nobody's really visiting me right now, I kind of just leave things that don't need to be done. 
it's somewhat organized. I know everything that needs to be done. I did the dishes this morning and stuff, mm-hmm. but I got books everywhere. I've got my clothes kind of all over the place. Um, I've been feeling a little unmotivated in that sense, even though like I'm spending more time at home, you think I'd be cleaning up more and trying to keep the place tidy. It always feels so much better when the place is tidy, but having a kid and stuff, and a dog it gets so messy so quick it's like I can only enjoy that nice tidy house for a couple hours at most yeah uh read a book audio book or write a book I mean you're writing a no novel right yeah I'm reading this one right now it's uh Carl Jung memories dreams reflections it's an autobiography um and as we talked about last time about dreams and angels and stuff he's big on this kind of mystical stuff okay Uh, i highly recommend carl Jung to anybody super important psychologist he was a student of freud right and uh who's freud Freud kind of what's that uh sigmund freud he kind of started the whole modern idea of psychology um and then carl Jung kind of took it and took a different spin on it um Sigmund Freud was really radical in psychology, like a whole new perspective on things. And then Carl Jung kind of mixed that with like uh, kind of old school traditional kind of thinking, really a lot more spiritual and stuff. Whereas Sigmund Freud was all like the physical, like everything boils down to sexual repression and stuff like that. Right. Like that's a big thing of Freud is his, is his, uh, his contra, his thinking of, sex kind of underlying everything which i do kind of see and understand to a bit but i really like carl Jung because he expands on that and and it's not as simple uh me and a buddy are starting this one insurrection by peter rollins he's uh a really important theologian to me he's changed my uh christian views for sure which book Um, is the first book you're adding to the reading list or oh man i don't know uh i was probably gonna do war and peace for the first one Um, okay just because of its significance in in my life uh that one and uh brothers karamazov by theodore dostoevsky i'm really into russian literature um and uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do those two. I've got a lot of books though on my mm. list. What I want to read, what I have read, what I'm currently reading. I usually read three books at a time. Oh wow! Um, just because I kind of get bored. I usually do like I usually do one novel, one like nonfiction of some sorts, and then one like scripture based, like whether it's the Bible or. Uh, like I've finished the Quran now and mm-hmm. um, I've got a b- bunch of other t- types of scriptures mixed through there and uh, more you know wisdom literature I guess I kind of put it more in the realm of like so yeah. one novel one nonfiction, one wisdom type literature um, and I'm writing one yeah I'm writing a book right now my third one that I'm writing first one was, was published your, what was your second book 
second one, I wrote a sequel to the first one, but because the first one is really not selling at all, mm-hmm. I've just kind of kept it on the shelf. I want to finish the ending uh, and it needs to be edited. And I'm just not in the mindset to really pursue that book right now, especially because mm-hmm. I don't think it it's um, sellable, but I've got it printed out like here and it's, yeah, yeah it's, right here okay full novel but the third one i'm writing right now um is more traditional the the first one i i didn't expect to sell it's uh very obscure i wrote it like as a testament to my life uh kind of wanting to leave something behind for my daughter in case i were to pass my dad died at a young age uh, unexpectedly and um after he died, I really, really started thinking about like and wanting to know who my dad was and how he thought and like what he really thought kind of thing, right? Like, well, uh, just wanting to learn more about him. And he didn't really leave anything behind for me to explore that kind of stuff. And so when I started that novel, it, it the inspiration came from a dream of mine. Like, so the... Um, the kind of the the plot kind of comes from a dream but it's intermixed with a lot of my my thoughts feelings experiences stuff like that and so you know it was kind of like a gift to my daughter I only got it published after because I thought it was pretty good considering the different books I've read and your third Um, book is on the third book is it's more traditional it's like uh I shouldn't say traditional. It's more like modern type novels. So easier to read, kind of like it's fiction. from here to here kind of thing. It's it's fiction, yeah. Um, it's about a guy who uh, goes to Afghanistan, uh, like during the Afghanistan war, comes back with PTSD and kind of like, it's, it's kind of, um, I'm kind of integrating these different, issues I see in our society today into it like so he's going to come back he's going to become addicted homeless uh you know this kind of thing it's going to be a progression as to who he kind of becomes later on somebody who kind of overcomes those type of things and it's going to be mixed in with a lot of uh, my spiritual outlooks on how things are going and how to get yourself out of these types of feelings and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. It's, but it's a, it's a lot more like dialogue, like the characters go here to here and this is what they talk about. And it's, whereas the first one was, the first one I wrote was so hard for people to understand and read. Like people I gave it to, to read, just had a hard time following the ideas for sure. It was a lot more poetic and I wrote it like poetry. Um, okay. Yeah. So I'm working on that now. I've got 30,000 words on it and i'm aiming for like 90 to 100,000 words that's going to be the aim um and the way i write maybe i could even talk about this a bit so the way i write my books being you know writing a book is really difficult because um i've found uh to write you really need to be in the story like your mind has to be in the story to write mm-hmm. effectively and so to write my first book, I was working full time 
and I had my kid on the side and my dog and stuff like that. And so it was really hard for me to, to sit down and get into the story. So I kind of like wrote out, like, this is my, right now, this is kind of just like the, the outline of my book right now. So in each chapter, okay. I, kind of, I kind of have an outline of where I want the story to go. Uh, I have each chapter idea kind of written down and what happens in it. And then, um, and then I always take notebooks around with me. Like, so I find inspiration outside or, or as I'm thinking about the story, I have an idea or even just like a funny line or something or a conversation I have that I feel like would be a good inclusion into the book. So I'll write it down and then I'll come home and look through where will fit in a story. Yeah. And then I go to where I'm writing and I include it in the chapter specifically. So like for me, it's like, I've got 30,000 words, uh, but I don't have like, you know, the first third of the book written. I have like, it's, it's the whole thing is written essentially like from front to back, but it needs filling in as I go. And so mm. I'll focus on a specific chapter based on where I'm at that day kind of thing. And it helps me just kind of stick uh, to one thing at a time and allow for more flexibility in the story. Um, yeah. But that's if, you know, I know a lot of people, a lot of people have asked me stuff like that. Like, oh, how'd you write a novel? Like, you know, how do you do something like that? Right. And so that would be my advice is to kind of get an outline of what you want to write. Try to think about how what each chapter is going to consist of, beginning, middle, and end, like where it's going to end, and then um, just kind of fill it in as you go. That's that's how I've done it, and it, it worked. I wrote a novel in a year and it got published. But yeah, I was 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 gonna look at over the books that I've been reading. I I read a lot of audiobooks. Audiobooks is just mm. the way I like to read. Um, Becoming Supernatural. I mentioned this, but quite a few times by Doctor. I think Jones. I have that one in my library, don't I? Where? Which library? Like, didn't you lend it to me? My library, like my an audible. Oh, I don't know. No, no, the Becoming Superhuman. Didn't you lend that? No, no, to no, me? no. That that one, that one, that that one's um, what's it called? Uh, I have it here. The Way of the Superior Man. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a total different book. Um, I just finished, uh, Recovery by Russell Brand. Yeah, I knew you were reading that one. That's cool. Yeah, uh, I like that book. Uh, Real Magic by, uh, Dean Radin. Radin, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, and Side Hustle by Chris... Oh, I can't pronounce his last name. Gilly, Gilly Bio or something like that. He's uh he he made a lot of books on um entrepreneurship and how to how to make money and stuff like that. So But those are three books I'm kinda currently reading. I go at a steady pace, but reading is reading or like even the audiobooks and stuff, I think it's super important, like to kind of mix them in. Um 
yeah, just to kind of expand the mind, get different perspectives, um, or even even for an escape, like fiction, right? Yeah. Um, kind of invest in a story. Um, find, you find inspiration that way, I find. Really good fiction, you know? Yeah. Um, I wanted to get in the next... Yeah. Uh... Yeah, the next thing to do while thing you're to... in quarantine yeah. is uh, gardening. I've uh, my mom and my dad like to do gardening when they're bored and when they're when the when the, yeah, when the I kill everything. Good. I'm so bad with gardens. I really wish I was good. Um, actually, I've got this these I think they're called succulents. Okay. That. I kind of keep by the window and they're kind of growing pretty decent. Yeah. Um, but I tend to, I tend to kill everything. Uh, water I don't them have too much or water them not enough. Yeah, exactly. I've been trying to, I've been really trying to take care of these ones for sure. They were a present from an ex of mine. And so they're a nice little reminder, <laughs> but uh, I, I love plants. I always try to take care of them and they always just die on me. I don't know. I don't know why. My plants is doing pretty well. Um, once it gets too hot, then you got to water them a little bit more. But um, depending on what type of plant you have, I don't know. But yeah, I, I can't I have really tell when. Like you know, I think some people just can look at a plant and see what it needs, and I'm just not like that at all. Yeah. But gardening is a great, uh, a great way of spending your time mm -hmm. through this quarantine uh shopping <laughs> doing some really online a... online shopping yeah online shopping yeah but uh shouldn't we be um shouldn't we be encouraging like less packages being shipped around and stuff i don't know just um <laughs> You know, we're supposed to be minimizing our interactions uh, with other people. And so wouldn't, you know, packages being shipped around, um, wouldn't that increase the likelihood of spreading the virus since it can sit on surfaces or so see, I don't really know much about the virus. I've heard that it can sit on surfaces and live up to like 14 days or something. That's probably true. Yeah. So I if guess you order we... something on Amazon that's being manufactured in a workshop and it comes to you next day or even mm -hmm. a week from now. Yeah. Um, the process of the letter carriers handling it and bringing it to your house. I feel like that's a, a good way to spread the virus, but I don't know. I'm not a scientist. That's probably true. But maybe, uh... but but you know, there's a, there's a level of risk in everything we do, no True. matter what. So, uh, you know, it's not really, I don't know. I, I don't think it's worth kind of analyzing every single activity we do and how we could or could not be spreading the virus. Cause a lot of people are doing that, right? Mm -hmm. And that just develops into fear and fear kills the immune system, I think. Yes. That's well. That's another thing that Doctor Joseph Spencer talks about is fear killing the immune system. But okay, another one uh, would be meditating, 
work oh yeah working out stretching um all three things i i have you been med have you tried meditating meditating yet yeah i've been uh doing some meditation oh that's interesting um, which which what have you been doing on a youtube or no i just kind of do it on my own last uh, what I've been doing a lot of is if I get the time, I've been going, uh, I've been going for hikes and stuff. I've got a couple secret spots, I guess mm -hmm. you could say. Uh, last weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, even though I had to get up early the Monday to get to school, um, I camped out. So I had a fire each day. I, you know, I think um, having fires is a form of meditation. I mean, it's a uh, well, while you're meditating, you can have a fire, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, but it, it, having a fire itself, or like, or you know, creating the fire, to me, is like a, a catalyst for meditation. Like it, the just sitting there and feeling the heat and watching the flames and looking at the embers and stuff. It's um, it's an environment that uh that fosters meditation, right? Well, yeah. The distractions well, kind of cuts out distractions. Um, it kind of, and it, and it kind of focuses your mind on this miracle in front of you. Uh, Aaron Dowdy, I mentioned him before. He, what he does to meditate is he stares at a flame at night on a candle for 15 minutes straight. Okay. He just stares at the flame and just, mm. And what you're doing, you're observing your thoughts. So you can have your eyes open while you're meditating. You don't have, there's no rule that you have yep, to have your eyes right. closed. So like, um, but having your eyes closed just keeps, makes it more easier not to get distracted, I guess. And that's, but that's what they say. But I, I, I kind of disagree. And that's why I say like with the, with the fire and stuff, it's, it's a healthy distraction in a sense, right? Because mm -hmm. when I close my eyes, if I try to meditate and I sit there and I close my eyes, my mind starts running. I start thinking about things that I think uh, you should do both. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like if somebody's looking into how can I meditate better, start with a fire because you're you can kind of uh, get the distractions out of the way and focus on this one thing. And, it, and it's a good way to kind of get your mind into uh, the practice of meditation. I like that idea of the flame thing, even just light a candle and just try to focus on uh focus on the flame for 15 mm -hmm. minutes and you'll kind of see where that goes and you know meditation's hard for a lot of people it's not easy to sit around and try to think of or or try to get all your you know all these stresses and and difficulties of life out of your head and so sometimes it's best to kind of start with a distraction that kind of yeah pulls you into that mindset I agree sure. with that for sure. Uh, sometimes though, like when I did go camping, I, uh, as I spent the entire, like last weekend, the entire weekend I spent outside, like no TV, uh, you know, none of that kind of stuff. It was just outside. I'd go swimming. I'd build a fire. I'd, I'd open up a book, this kind of thing. And at times I would, I would just sit on my knees and just try to empty my space. Uh, for me, um, a lot of my meditation comes from closing my eyes and focusing on my breathing. Mm -hmm. um, just like, 
like just yeah, like focusing breaths, on your yeah. breaths, deep breaths. And um, I even I even have mantras that I'll use like and, and focus. So um, last week, I, I just uh, kind of a melody came to my head. Uh, you know, I, I don't know where this came from necessarily, but I was, um, I just continuously repeated, um, okay, just let me get into the mindset. I'll say it. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll do it. Uh, so. Oh, we are destined to, so it will be, so it will be. Oh, we are destined to, so it will be, so it will be. So I don't even know where that came from. It just like uh, this kind of like melody um, started, it started kind of flowing through me. And I just, I repeated that like a hundred times in my head. And um, it really brought a, a calming nature to me. Like in the sense of like the words themselves, even I don't know where they kind of spontaneously came to my head. I've never heard a song like that. Um, but uh, all we are destined to, so it will be. Like that was just kind of the mindset I was trying to put myself into. And, um, and I felt it really worked. I had a, you know, in spite of this new job, I'm starting, which is like yeah. in every respect, a very stressful job, you know, working at a homeless shelter. I'm, I'm managing like, you know, my first day, I'm, you know, telling people not to shoot up right there kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And I've got a Narcan kit on me in case somebody overdoses. When do you and, work next? You know, <laughs> what's that? When do you work next? Uh, next Wednesday, I think. Oh, okay. um, it's casual. And I'm just training now. So I don't know how many shifts I'm going to get right away. Yeah. But I did two in a row. Um, and I just brought my... So I got permission to bring Bradley in too, which is nice. Mm -hmm. uh, my dog. He's certified, a uh, certified service dog. Already? And I was given Bradley, my dog, yeah. How did he get certified already? It's super easy. I just went online and uh, the and you just answer a bunch of questions has to do with like um like behavior like so can they behave properly mm -hmm. um you know if they're commanded to sit will they um are they aggressive at all are they aggressive with other dogs with other people um uh have they or can they provide support in, in any of these realms and they just bring up like you know anxiety add you know, physical stuff too and whatnot. Wow. So yesterday I brought him in, like my plan is to not bring him for shifts yet uh, because I live so close by. I'm just going to do regular walks with him. I'm going to go visit the people there. And, and it's good for me too, because a lot of it comes down to knowing faces and names and knowing like behavioral patterns, right? Like who is going to cause trouble, who is you can leave them alone and stuff like that. Mm. Cause um, so for my own self to get properly trained on the job, I really need to know faces and names and what to watch for. And so I need to spend a lot of time there and being casual can, uh, 
cannot help with that, right? If I don't go for a week or two, I'm not going to be um, continuing to focus on the job. And so I've kind of resolved to walk there at least every other day with the dog and just walk in for 10 minutes, say hi to people, just as a reminder for names and faces, a reminder for them too, like, oh yeah, this is the new guy who works here. I'm going to have to deal with him. Yeah. And a great opportunity for them to get comfortable with the dog because HR said, it's great. We've had dogs come in before. Uh, you just have to make sure everybody's comfortable with him and that he's comfortable with everybody else. And so I'm making a, a progression of that. And I'm really excited about it. Like, I think I'm going to have a lot with this new job. We're going to have a, I'm going to have a, a much better insight into things that are going on in our society and a lot more to talk about in our podcast for sure. Okay. Uh, I kind of want to cut it short soon. Yeah. We've, we've been going for a while. It's been about an hour and 20 minutes almost. All right. Um, but that's a uh, good time then. then. Yeah. I didn't want to make it too long. Like the last, a couple ones yeah well yeah okay well anyways then how do you want to finish her up um it's friday it's april 24th mm-hmm. um i hope anybody who has been listening has found some insight maybe some motivation to get working on a project or at least start thinking about where they want to be or where they want to go maybe how to expand on their interests or start new ones Um, what do you think i completely agree with that uh i don't know what else to say (laughs) i I just wanted to plug um if you want to watch the podcast uh it is on the youtube um channel enter the dash meta dash verse um yeah, oh, yeah on, the, on the youtube yeah because we're, search, we're, we'll be posting search, them, enter the metaverse and it'll come up right yeah we'll be posting them a little bit after uh the, yeah the, the 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 audio podcast so it'll take some time but yeah on the youtube like the last i checked there's only the one up right our first one yes i'm gonna be posting yeah other ones soon yeah it'll be a a process right but we're continuing to have these discussions i have been finding them uh very fun uh i i like to talk and i like talking with you and i think we're getting to know each other a lot better and yeah i hope people can relate or find some kind of purpose in what we're doing and and related into their own life Um, and yeah so i'm really enjoying this experience Um, i hope people are coping well with the covid thing i really really am trying to just send out positive energy in this very difficult time people are having Um, and i think a lot of the difficulties do come from just our state of being and so I really, really want to encourage people to uh, not get bogged down by this, to recognize this as an opportunity to change, to grow, um, and to not, yeah, get 
you know, bogged down by the difficult nature of how we operate right now through this. Um, yeah. Okay. So I'll encourage well, anybody who's listening, send us, uh, send us a message, a uh, question, uh, a topic you think we should discuss or um, anything you're personally struggling with at the moment. Like we're, we're here to just lend an ear really and give as much insight as we can um, in spite of our imperfections. Uh, I think it's important we do life together, right? We, we kind of pool our resources and our knowledge and recognize where somebody has better insight than us into something and where we have better insight into other things and to kind of work with each other in that process. All right. Well said. Okay. Well, we're signing off and uh, thanks for listening. All right. Thanks, guys.